The first thousand days of a child's life is a once-in-a-lifetime window of brain development. This is when the foundations are laid for future learning and growth. And for children to receive what they need in this stage, parents and caregivers need support, encouragement and information. We believe churches are well positioned to be that community around families. Churches, whether big or small, rich or poor, can play a part in seeing that all children get a strong start to life. This is the Sukunya podcast aimed at helping you take those steps in strengthening families. Visit www.sukunya.org.za to find out more. Today's podcast is about how you can support families during the stage of pregnancy. It's a recording of a webinar for people in the Sukunya network hosted in January 2021. Listen in to explore how you can strengthen families in this important stage of life. Since this is our first lunchtime conversation of 2021, uh, just a recap of who we are as Sukunya. Um, so I'm going to introduce the team because you'll see quite a number of us here today. Um, you may know us all. We've got Ruth and we've got Desiree and we've got Daisy um, and myself, Bryony. So we are the Sukunya team and we're missing only one member, which is Richard. <laughs> so, um, But you've got us all today. Um, and Sekunya means we are together, um, and that's because we believe that there's a collective or combined effort needed to nurture young life, um, and but there is the importance in supporting uh, families in the first thousand days, um, and it requires all of us to do that. Um, so we are Christ followers, and we are passionate about the church playing a role in the first thousand days um, of a child's life. So as we know, the first thousand days starts with the child in the womb, um, it's a pregnancy, so as this is our first uh, lunchtime conversation for the year, we are going to be top hitting the topic of pregnancy. Um, so to start us off, we're going to open in scripture. Um, so Ruth's going to share the slide for us. But we're looking at Psalm 139, uh, verses 13 to 16. Um, and it's, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful and I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written um, in your, sorry, I can't see the rest of what it says there. I'll be, as <laughs> I chopped down the side. side. Um, sorry, have in, ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. There we go. Um, so we all know that scripture so well. So I'm going to open in prayer for us as others are coming into the room um, and just say, Lord, um, thank you that we're starting the year uh, with you. We thank you for this first lunchtime conversation of 2021. Lord, we have all journeyed together through the hardships of lockdown in 2020. And we start the year now also with um, various different challenges that we're facing as a country and as a, yeah, as a world. And so we commit this time to you, Lord, that we can come together as Christ followers, as uh, uh, members of community who are supporting family, who really want to love and care for your people, for the youngest amongst us, and for those um, that really can change our nation, Lord. So may we find this time as a supportive time, a time of connecting and seeing and valuing one another. And I just pray, Lord, that um, as we speak into the topic today, 
that you would bring those families that you want want us to support into our minds, Lord, and show us how we can uh, build loving and connecting relationships with them to, yeah, just to be the hands and feet that you you ask us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to hand over to Ruth, um, and she's going to take us through the topic of pregnancy. Hello, everybody. So, so good to see you. And I agree. I'm like, part of me is like, let's abandon today's topic and just catch up because it's so good to see everybody. Um, but really good to hear your stories and really encouraged by what's been happening, um, but also deeply sad for those families that have lost. And I think the season of COVID and other things that have happened as you've been sharing, we see people are grieving in various ways. So also very aware of that. And I think we can hold you all in prayer. Um, as we, as you know, within Sukunia, as Brian has shared, like that whole thing of like all families need support. And we can see that more than ever right now in the current season and climate that we're in. Um, and so this beginning of the year, looking at how can we care and support families through the first thousand days and unpacking the different stages, looking at pregnancy, and pregnancy really is that that announcement of pregnancy can is is such a joy, it's such a miracle of life, such a blessing that God has given us children. And we look at how the baby develops in a womb, and it really is such a miracle when we unpack what is happening inside. And so I want us today to look at how do we care for moms and dads in the season, um, and to kind of get us into that space. I'd love us just to think for a moment, like what is actually happening in this window of pregnancy? What are moms and dads experiencing? What are they thinking? What are they feeling? Understanding that each story is unique, um, that each pregnancy is different. I had three pregnancies that were all different. Um, like how do we, what, what are some of the topics that come to mind when you think of this 40 week period or 270 days, what is happening in the space? I'd love you to uh, unmute yourself or put it in the chat. What are, tell us what, is, what comes to mind when you think about this window of pregnancy? I don't want to put words in your mouth. What do you guys think? What are moms and, and dads experiencing? Uh, <clears throat> Okay, um, all I know is some, they don't even know if it's something that they could share with others. So they're reluctant to share with others. Is, is there some shame involved? Yes, because um, I had, <clears throat> I was listening also to the story um, where there were other one that says, no, it's still early, don't share. Don't share just in case if it doesn't happen. You know, mm. yeah. Yeah. So that, I don't know. It's a weird co a thing that we have that we mustn't share the news before three months in case we miscarry. Um, I, I, I would like to break that myth. That's not a really, it's not helpful. But I agree. <laughs> it is very much a sense of don't share until you've gotten to the 12 week mark. Um, cool. Other thoughts? Um, we have in the chat box finances. Um, emotional stress and how is it going to affect or change my life? Yeah, completely. These are things that mothers and fathers are processing. Can we afford this baby coming? The emotional stress and the emotional changes that are happening. 
How's this going to change my life? Very important things for mom and dad to process. Other thoughts? We have excitement um, and we also have nausea and mood swings. Morning sickness, nausea and mood swings. Yes. Yeah. Any other thoughts? What else are things we need to be aware of what's happening in pregnancy? Could be a question of what to eat, what not to eat. Yeah. Laura and I were on the same wavelength there. Sleeping <laughs> problems. Sorry, and I don't sleep night. They're experiencing a hard brain. Heartburn. So there's um, health, health concerns there. Yeah. Discomfort. Heartburn fits under like the discomfort of pregnancy. Yeah, and uh, Madonna said foot swelling. Um, I think Lika Lily also said something about sleeping, maybe sleeping problems. Um, Lauren says healthy, yeah, healthy lifestyle. Um, we've got Hazel saying parenthood and will I be a good parent? Big question, will I be a good parent? Yeah, and that's also what Cindy said is, am I doing it right? Any other last thoughts? Um, Lauren's also said regular checkups with a health provider for healthy development. Sophie said relationship problems. Some mums don't like to be intimate. Um, and Venetia said uncertainty in this time of isolation. Um, and Mantona's also said too much shopping for baby clothes. <laughs> I also think that the confusion of uh, the first experience of being mom, um, where you you'll experience the first bump in your stomach, uh, not knowing exactly what is happening. And then the confusion of thinking that when the baby's turning that maybe the baby is coming, when, you, when it's turning, those pains, it's like maybe it's coming. Yeah, it's like the baby, the labor pains. Yeah, yeah. probably also the changes of the body, so you're losing your figure from Matapela. Yeah, completely. So that first time, mom, there's all the kind of unsurety of all of those changes. The first time things happen, is this okay? Am I okay? Should I be worried? Um, not understanding all of those changes. That's a big thing. Okay, so I mean, we've, we've spent a few minutes just writing down the list and I think we could keep going. Um, this topic of pregnancy is actually quite a big topic. And as uh, Bryony and myself and Desiree were talking about it in preparation, mm -hmm. just realizing like we could actually spend a number of sessions unpacking all the issues in pregnancy um, and realizing that there's so much that a mom, a dad are 
having to process in this short window of time, that there's so many things. And depending on whether this is the first pregnancy or second or third pregnancy, whether there's health complications, there's a number of things that um, each family or each um, parent is having to um, go through and try and figure out in their unique situation. So there might be some general stuff in pregnancy that all moms kind of go through the stuff, but then there's a lot of stuff that's individual for each family and each mom and dad. Um, and whether this plan was a planned pregnancy, whether it's a single mom or teenage mom, whether dad's there or isn't there, there's a number of things, whether this is a pregnancy after a number of miscarriages, um, whether there's a risk of miscarriage is quite high or whether there's a risk of baby coming very early. Um, all of these are things that mom and dad might be very concerned about or very anxious about. So it's quite difficult to, in this short time, to look at how do we care for each of those individual unique things. And so today I'd like us to like look at like unpacking kind of some general principles. What are some of the things that we can be aware of as we care for, as we journey, that we want to see all families enjoy, all mothers enjoy a healthy, positive pregnancy um, where they're feeling cared for and supported, where they're feeling loved and seen in their church community and their friends and family. Um, and we'd love to see them not do this on their own and feel alone and isolated. So I'd love to open up the discussion with you as a group and say, how do we as individuals, as church members, how do we practically care for families, for mothers, for fathers in this stage of pregnancy? Bearing in mind everything we've just stated, all that could be happening. Um, if you think emotional support, financial support, the physical support, uh, spiritual support, what are some of the things that we could be doing to be caring for them practically? And I want to open that up to the floor. So you're welcome to unmute yourself. Share with us what your thoughts are on that. How do we practically care for them? Who would like to go first? I can see Sophie's thinking deeply. Um, you look like you're looking out into the distance in your garden thinking. Um, I see, Lauren, you've said pray for and with them. I think that's such an important thing that we can, we have that on our side. We can pray for families. Um, and, and so many of the moms that I've, Said, how can I support you? So many of us said, please pray for this. So prayer is something that we've definitely got as a tool in our hands that we can use to pray with and for families. Any other thoughts? Hazel, I also have a, a, a phone call. A phone, a phone call, call asking them how, how are they doing? And then um, asking them about the baby, about the life uh, itself. And then after that, praying with them. Even sometimes at night when they are sleeping, I will just left the message of a prayer, praying for them and praying for their little ones. I think we are, we are, is what I'm doing right now. Wonderful, Likilele. Thank you for sharing. Yes, the phone call, just that actually picking up the phone and speaking to the person, how's it going, hearing where they're at, and then I can pray into those things. And I love what you're saying, sending a prayer. Um, that's, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Hazel, I see your videos on. Do you want to share from your side? Yes, I was actually just um, with Lauren on the point of, of prayer. Um, just because I've recently have some experience with a story I have connected on Facebook with a girl that went into hospital, um, got hospitalized due to COVID. 
and also was having a C-section because she was pregnant at the stage. And I've, I'm feeling so bad actually right now because this girl actually passed on. But as for me, I followed the story on Facebook and I, and I read it like day to day, like updates that she's reg regularly updating to say, this is my current situation. And it's a stranger to me because I don't know the girl personally. I just followed this nice story, I can say. And only to find out a few days ago that this girl actually passed on. And I feel so sad and I'm like, God, why didn't I, couldn't I maybe have reached out to this girl or whatever? So I'm just thinking prayer really in this time, yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we can pray for those stories, even those strangers. There's the general prayers and the specific prayers that we can pray generally. And then where we have specific situations, we can pray for those things specifically. Thank you, Hazel. I see um, regularly checking in, and that would be via phone call or WhatsApp, offering to set up a meal roster. Yeah. Um, I see, I believe, counseling for both mom and dad um, as to what to expect. I think that's expect. Um, as first time parents, yes. Um, counseling, what else can we do to help them? Uh, there were a number of the things that we just typed down around, like uh, fears around uh, first time, and there was a lot of things of in on that slide if i share it again what can we do practically to if you think of some of these questions of how this is going to affect my life um my relationship struggling am i doing it right am i a good parent what are some of the things that we can be doing to alleviate some of those fears or to help parents process that um hi everybody sorry yeah i'm gonna jump in here um for so for me it, it's uh, you know there's there's the real practical element to it. And I think, um, you know, if a mom is expressing that she's fearful about what she's eating, I think we need to be practically helping her as well. And, you know, and hopefully, you know, a nutritionist or a dietitian or somebody that can really draw alongside her or even the um, flourish hosts, you know, that there's someone there that can draw alongside her and help lessen the fear by actually um, getting the truth to her. So, yeah, you know, if, if she's fearful because she's eating bananas and it'll do something for the baby, you know, a dietitian could say to her, no, you know, that that's an unrealistic fear or whatever it is. Or if there's a financial fear, you know, to get someone that can go and sit with them and, and look at their finances, you know, and, and try and assist in that way. So I think it, it's also about being very practical in helping them solve whatever practical fear it is or concern or yeah and then obviously the prayer but yeah to, to really practically try and help them as well thank you cindy i appreciate it so the, there's that sense of like giving good information finding a source for good information referring to someone who can help give answers where there might be questions um and from a trusted source that we're able to share good information where there might be questions to help mom to feel like she doesn't need to worry about that. She's got the right information. Uh, who else would like to share? Okay, can I jump in? Yes, please go for it, here. Okay, um, at, at this point, uh, normally the focus is normally on the, on the mom. And, 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 you know, I'm talking about that, that, that time when um, a couple is expecting. Mm -hmm. And also, I think we need to prepare both so that the, the dad also can be a proud dad 
you know, not only focusing on the 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 the, the woman who's carrying a baby, the mom. So so yeah, the 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 dad also needs to be a proud dad that you know excited, getting that excitement that I'm gonna be the father. This is what is expected of me. Everybody's looking up to me. How am I going to you know? Um, encourage and support and, and, and be ready for, for that venue. So I was just uh, thinking of around that. Wonderful. And I think we must never forget that. I think pregnancy can often, like you say, we focus on mom and all the changes are happening to mom's body and the attention can be so much on mom. But how do we encourage dad to bond with baby? How do we encourage his involvement? How do we encourage mom to allow dad to be involved? Um, how do we help him to, right from the start, have a relationship with his baby and be part of this process? So I love what you're saying there. That's very important. Um, I see some suggestions in the chat. Um, also, uh, Brian is saying encourage dad to go to the scan or listen to the heartbeat or talk to the tummy to bond with baby. That is, there's things that dad can do to be involved. Um, and then I see taking her to maternal clubs that she can talk to other pregnant moms. Um, like her, so support groups of pregnant moms, getting where are other moms that we can journey together, like the Flourish groups where there's a group of pregnant moms, there's so much camaraderie that comes together when I'm doing this with somebody else, and I go, oh yes, I'm also feeling like that, and there's a sense of like, I'm not alone, so I like that idea, where can we find support groups, do we need to start one in our church, What? where can we do this if moms aren't journeying alone? Um, so we look at there are also like um, complexities in pregnancy. How do we help when there's complications in a pregnancy? How do we support when um, pregnancy isn't going according to plan, when things are hard, when mom is really struggling? Um, what are some of the things we need to be mindful of? Uh, some, uh, when, when, when it's complication, is that that the the pregnant women were not supposed to take everything, every medication, without consulting the doctor? They must first consult the doctor before they can take any medication because it might be harmful to their to their baby, to their unborn baby. And then even if when they breastfeed, they must also consult the doctor before they can take any medication. Yeah, uh, I like that always. Go to refer to the health the doctor if there's any concern they can advise give good advice around what medication we can take so yes um very important uh, anything else to be aware of and, I, I okay yes. one other thing is um the coping mechanism that moms should choose especially when they're carrying their babies mm, in most cases it happened that when they are stressing, they like to take alcohol, not understanding that it affects the baby's fetus and the brain development of a child is no longer growing well. At the end of the day, the child is not doing well at school. So those are the things that we should ensure that we, we, we tell moms as early as possible when we meet them that uh, there are so many coping mechanisms except for smoking and also drinking alcohol like maybe going to do some they can do some exercises some breathing exercises as well or they can make uh, um they can even go and take a walk at some point 
or maybe talk to someone. Yeah, those are the things that can assist here and there. Thank you for sharing. So what I'm hearing you saying is how do we encourage mom to find healthy coping mechanisms? She, mm. Pregnancy can be a really overwhelming time. It can be a very stressful time. And if we've had unhealthy coping mechanisms, we can kick those in. And how do we protect baby and protect mom's health? Um, so what are those healthy habits that mom can do? And so I love what you're saying, exercise, talking to a friend. What are those healthy habits that we can do? And I, our challenge to you today is as individuals who are caring for families, what healthy coping mechanisms are we putting into place too that we can encourage moms to do the same? Because it's no good me saying to mom, no, don't do that, but I'm doing it, right? Um, I need to be a bit of an example of that. It's like I'm also doing practicing my breathing exercises and my walking and my meeting up with friends and finding support that I can encourage the same for mom um, in a healthful way. I'm going to quickly hand over to Desiree because I think one of the concerns that I've realized with pregnancy is there's a lot of things that we do say and that can actually convey a lot of assumptions and a lot of unhelpful things that there's can be some judgment and shaming in the way that we speak to pregnant moms and expectant fathers. And so I'm going to hand over to Desiree to, for five minutes just to share with us some thoughts around that. And I'd love to hear, open that up for conversation if we have enough time. So Desiree, over to you. You just need to unmute yourself. You in mute there, Des. Okay, there we go. Thanks, Ruth. Hi, everyone. Yes, um, there's such a lot to hear about around pregnancy. You know, people um, make comments and sometimes without thinking. And, um, you know, often we don't realize the impact, um, however innocent it was from your side, um, the impact that it um, has on the mom. Um, and, you know, some of these things, I mean, in my, in my journey with pregnant moms, um, you know, there's some things that are pretty unhelpful, um, you know, like, oh my word, you are quite big, eh? You know, you must watch what you eat. Um, and what are you eating for two? And, you know, oh, you carrying quite big or you carrying, oh, you carrying quite small. How far are you in your pregnancy? Or uh, things like, you know, these various things. And um, so sometimes the mom actually feels um, offended. Um, and, you know, sometimes you get upset and, you know, sometimes it's in good nature. And I'm sure I know some of you have um, heard and experienced um, some of these comments that are made in passing to pregnant women. Um, if you could just uh, share with us some of the, the, you know, the comments that you've heard, um, both it may be positive or negative to you, but just share with us and let us just be aware um, of, of, you know, when we, when we deal with a pregnant woman or address a pregnant mom, um, you know, what we are saying um, to her. So I'd like to just open up the floor here and just share with us just some of the comments that you've heard or perhaps you yourself have made uh, to pregnant moms. Okay, anyone there? I think definitely the size of mom is is always a, a opening um, discussion point or, or something. Yeah, so helpful. Yeah. Yes, sometimes absolutely conversation starter, icebreaker. You know, that <laughs> yeah, that didn't go down so well. Yep. <laughs> Any other comments that you? I can? was also sharing with Des earlier how I'm a please can I touch your tummy comment. Um, I often want to go touch. <laughs> mommy's tummy if I know them well enough 
um, and recognizing that sometimes people don't like don't like that happening. So, and I think it does depend on how well you know the person. Though. So I wouldn't walk up to a random stranger and ask. But yeah, some people do. So you have to be careful with that. Yeah, that's just a bit weird if the complete stranger comes up to you and asks, "May I touch your tummy?" Um, <laughs> yeah, Benicia's unmuted herself. Benicia, oh yes. Right. Yeah, Desiree, I used to um I carried very small with my daughter. And I I always was being asked, um, why are you you so small? How far along are you? Are you smoking? That's why your baby's not growing. Things like that. And it used to make me feel so bad because already I had complications and I did not want to hear what anybody else had to say about my pregnancy. So yes, it is a reality, and especially when it comes to the size of your, your tummy. Absolutely, and yes, and also the one where they, um, they figure out how your, the shape of your tummy is, and from that they decide whether you're carrying a boy or a girl. Um, yeah, oh, you're carrying quite far forward, so it must be a girl. Or, oh, you're carrying quite broad, so it must be a boy. And then the mom is like, you know, I'm hoping for a girl here, and you're telling me I'm carrying a boy. And this is just sort of myths, you know. So there's a lot of those things as well. Um, anxiety becomes, it becomes, the mom becomes quite anxious. Um, and yeah, she she becomes almost, um, she you know, she's too shy to, uh, to scare to share, um, as we heard earlier. Um, Ruth was mentioning in our discussion um, earlier about a mom in her church. We, it's her third pregnancy, and um, she is um, quite reluctant to share um, and really celebrate this pregnancy because people are asking her, you know, just off the cuff, oh, wow, was this planned? You know, and you feel, immediately you feel on the back foot. Um, so uh, that type of thing. And you, yeah, it is, it is very, um, you've got to be very careful a lot also depends on your relationship with the mom. If you have a close relationship, if it's a, if it's your sister or a good friend or your mom or family member um, that's quite close to you and you are comfortable with, you know, it could be quite helpful, especially with, you know, stories like, oh, when I was pregnant, um, this, that and the other, this was my journey and this was my experience. Um, and anybody, yeah, so any one of you, you know, would like to add to that? Um, anything else that you can think of, some of the comments that was made? Yeah, okay. No, I, th I think, thank you, Desiree, and I, I see time's moving quite quickly towards the end of today's conversation. I just want to say, like, oh, wow. Um, we need to, this is just something to be mindful for in how do we, sometimes moms are dealing with a specific issue and people can say things that are very unhelpful. And so we just need to be careful in how we state things to moms as it comes across with kindness and empathy um, and that it's celebrating mom as the person who's making the decisions that she's empowered to know that she can make choices and decisions for her baby. Um, and that I'm not telling her, well, why are you doing having a birth plan like that? That's wrong. Like you should be doing it like this. Like she's allowed to make her own choices and decisions in that. And we need to try and support her through that process and equip her with the right information through that. Um, so how do we do this in the most empowering and loving way without judgment and shame in the way that we care for her and support her through the journey? Um, 
So I encourage you just to be mindful of the words you choose and the way that you, like there might be a concern, there might be a legitimate thing, but depending on your relationship and the way you, who this person is, how do we, how do we bring that across um, in a helpful, kind, loving way and without shaming mom and bringing judgment, but helping her make the right choices for herself and for her baby um, without throwing a lot of advice onto her and telling her what she should and shouldn't do but let's find helpful ways to do that. And that takes a lot of discernment and wisdom and prayer um, in some difficult situations of how do I genuinely care for mom and empower her to make the best decisions for her baby. Um, we are almost at the end of today's session and just some key points to take away from today's conversation. Um, I want us to always remember that every mom is unique and every story is unique. Uh, every pregnancy is different. Um, and so this is really important as we see moms and journey with them through their pregnancy, uh, some of the complications they might be facing, some of the challenges they might be facing in their home life, in their finances, in their relationships are unique to their story and being able to see them in that situation and praying for them and caring for them in that space is really important. Um, and asking the question, how do we as a church community equip parents who are expecting? How do we equip them with the right information? What groups are available? Who can we refer them to? Where can we find the right information so that they can feel confident in this pregnancy, that it's a happy, healthy pregnancy, and mom feels confident that she knows what to expect? Um, I was quite shocked the other one, when I was told that actually so many moms don't know what to expect, and we like how helpful it is for them to go to an antenatal class like Flourish to get the right information and feel confident, yes, I've got this and I know what's coming. Um, and to have a support group of other moms to encourage them. So where can we find other moms that moms can plug into that they're not doing this alone? How do we encourage dads, get them involved? How do we encourage fathers at the beginning of life that they feel like they've bonded, they're building a good positive relationship with baby and with mom and they're part of the story, part of the plan, part of the conversation. Um, they have a key role to play and how do we encourage that in our church communities? How do we model that? What conversations can we have with dad and mom to encourage that? And always to remember that the mental health of mom is important. So during pregnancy, she might be dealing with a lot of emotions. She might be very overwhelmed. Flags for postnatal depression or prenatal depression. Um, when does she need to be referred to get support? These are flags that we need to be looking for, that she's coping well. And if she's under a lot of undue stress, where can we get counseling and support to help her? Um, and how do we encourage her, like as was mentioned, healthy everyday activities for her to do? What healthy habits can she be doing that could make everyday chores fun? I know currently this next last round of lockdown, you know, the house, those chores can get quite mundane of cleaning the house every day. How can we put some fun into it, put some music on while we sweeping the floor what what how can we make those everyday things fun how can we get outside for a good walk to get out of the four walls how can we talk to a friend put um pray have our devotions how can we encourage those healthy habits with mom so my encouragement for you for the next week is what healthy habits are you putting into place um for yourself to help this next week go well how do you how are you caring for yourself and how can you put some joy into your everyday activities and how can you encourage that for your moms. Bryony, can I hand over to you to just remind us of some resources for everybody and when we're thinking about pregnancy? 
Sure, thanks. I'm share the screen quickly. Um, just a reminder um, that you know we are here to support you, and as you're the ones connecting with uh, mums and families on how you can encourage mom and dad during pregnancy. Um, as we've mentioned, that every pregnancy is unique. So even if it's their first, second, third, fourth child, like each pregnancy will be different for each person. Um, but we do have some tips on how to support mom and dad and help them to prepare for the birth and during pregnancy. So this is the lockdown toolkit. Sorry, I've scrolled down, but if on our Sakunya webpage under play your part during lockdown, um, you'll find a link to the lockdown toolkit. And we do have some resources here of how you can help Oh, sorry, how you can help support mum and dad. No, okay, we're having a bit of an issue with our website today, but go to this. Um, it will be fixed later today, but how do you support mum and dad to prepare for pregnancy and birth? And we also have information on the building blocks so around what is um, good nutrition, uh, good mental health. Um, and so ultimately the, the main takeaway point when you're supporting mum is that every action she takes during pregnancy for her. So whether that's to have good mental health or to have a good physical health, um, that that will help baby. And everything she does during pregnancy helps baby develop well. Um, and so do go have a look at our website and the resources we have there. Um, and just as a, a reminder for those uh, who may or may not know, we do also have a pregnancy devotional. So if you want to journey with mum around praying with her or um, discussing different topics, the devotional does look at things uh, like nutrition and finances and all that and how you can pray into that or you can print it. So you are not alone in this. And as Sakunya, we're here to support you um, and care for you. And um, we know that we are running out of time now. So I'm going to quickly wrap up and pray and just say thank you for joining us for the first one of 2021. Cindy, we will see you again. I see you have to leave. Um, but for those who would like to stay on and carry on checking in and chatting, please do. So let me just wrap up and say, Lord, thank you for this time together. I thank you that you have brought us all back together after um, a holiday and a break um, and that we can all come back together and see one another again. And how, um, yeah, just how encouraging it is and how energizing it is just to see uh, familiar faces, to see friends in the local church working to support uh, families in the first thousand days. And I pray that as they go from today that you will yeah, give them the courage, the strength and the energy to keep going and keep inspiring them. Um, and we just thank you for this opportunity until next time we get to meet. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening in today to the Sakunya podcast. We trust it has given you ideas of what you can be doing to support families in the first thousand days. Have a look at the links in the podcast description to access resources mentioned in this recording. And remember to go to sakunya.org.za to find out more and take further steps in strengthening families so that all children can get a strong start to life.